Welcome to another episode of the Unapologist Podcast, where the best PD happens in your backyard. Tonight, we have the reason for the season, Christopher Polson. <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking, Vito? If the reason for the season is pleasing, then our listeners are pleased when I shut up and let you take over. <laughs> we got Vito McKenzie. <laughs> oh, the greatest gift you can give our listeners is putting me on mute. But thank you, Christopher. How are you doing over there? How are we doing in Fort You know career? what? I'm I'm doing really well. At the time of recording, we are in the second last week before Christmas break. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm not nervous about next week. I feel good. I'm very, very meticulously planned. And so I think it's going to be okay. How about you, Vito? How are you doing? I'm actually doing really good. This is one of those years where, like yourself, I feel comfortable going into the season just from having things planned. And this has never been my MO, and I have to thank four seasons of wonderful guests. I was going to say, we've been stealing ideas for four seasons. Like, just the whole, like, I'm going to talk to real teachers who actually know what they're doing and learn by osmosis has worked really well. Osmosis. I love it. (laughs) And and the one thing we learned really well, really well. What did we learn? I think I know. Nobody. Nobody. Not a single person. Wants to hear us talk. Nobody wants to hear us talk. But Vito, I got I got good news for our listeners tonight. Please do share, buddy. We got someone on the show tonight who, let me let me just say, uh, she's say making, it. She's making waves. She's waves. Making waves. I I am getting my surfboard ready. Then let's go. <laughs> Is that Brian Wilson? No, we got first year teacher. From rural Alberta, she has her Bachelor's of Education from the University of Alberta, majored in chem, minored in math. She's doing great work. She's in her first year in Fort McMurray, Alberta. She is literally dealing with that early career stuff that we talk about sometimes. And we're actually going to hear it from someone who's not only in it, but doing great in it. Listeners, we have Jalen Hebert on the show tonight. Jalen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Chris and Vito. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being on here. It's a true honor. I know if you're coming highly recommended for Mr. Christopher Polson, let me tell you, I am thrilled to hear everything you have to say. And like all our guests, we like to start off the show with the same question. Tell us your story. How did you get to where you are today? What what made you want to get into education from like junior high to high school i absolutely hated school i never wanted to become a teacher i never wanted to go back i couldn't wait to get out of school it was like not a fun place for me to be i was like maybe teacher i don't like teachers um but i did want to do something that would help people so it's kind of looking at careers like nursing pharmacy things like that where i could be a resource then realize like not good with blood not good with that type of stuff Um, Went into university, started to volunteer with a science group that supported children in school, learning and getting their hands on science and teaching them in different ways. And I was kind of like, this is kind of fun. I really like this. Got more experience that way and kind of started teaching as taking a new direction. And I'd never wanted to be a teacher, but then I realized that 
the reason I hated school is I felt so alone and I felt like nobody cared and I wasn't seen. And I felt like after really analyzing that, I could make a difference for kids and make them feel heard and make them feel seen like they belong in the school and that like they matter. So that's something I really strive to do. And I'm like, okay, like I try to have a conversation or like at least check in with all my kids and say hello, say goodbye um, at the end of class. And I was like, I want them to feel like they are seen and they want or wanted at school and just creating good people. Vito, you know what I'm going to say? I, I, I was going to say you, if you don't say it, I will. I There's will. a big vibe right from the get-go. Big vibe. That's huge. Huge. So, so I I, uh, I think this is interesting, Jalen, because I've said and Vito said, like, you know, one of the one of the things that's like the absolute worst is feeling invisible. And you say, like, in your schooling ex- experience, you felt like you weren't seen. And that mm-hmm. kind of took you away, but then almost like the same thing brought you back in. Yeah, I don't want kids to feel like that. And if I can change that and make them feel like they belong and that someone cares about their learning, that's what I want to do. And I absolutely love your community building that you're doing by checking in with your students every day, even just to say hi and bye. That That is so, so big. Like, just to feel noticed that they're not just, like, walking through and, like, uh, see you again. Like, you're always here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm always there. So why not make them feel like they're, they're wanted there too. And so I guess um, just to kind of jump into this a little bit uh, more too. So um, the, the, the math science, um, you volunteer, you have this volunteer opportunity. Now, before the volunteer opportunity, were you kind of, was that your jam? Was were you into the sciences? Were you into math? Or was that another thing? Because this volunteer opportunity seems like it was kind of like a pivotal thing that you did in your life. Um, but was that aspect there too? Or did that, was, were you like, I'm going to be a painter. And then all of a sudden, uh, so do you want to kind of like give us a little bit of info on what that was like? Yeah. I, I always loved science. I had this one teacher in high school that when I came to grade 12, uh, he just, he was someone that ended up being like, okay, some teachers care. Some teachers see me. Um, he made it interesting and he, we had a smaller class for like physics and chemistry. I'm from rural Alberta. So really small classes to start with um, and just got me really into it and um, told me that I was good at it and told me that I could be successful. And um, then when I got to university, I just loved the hands-on and working with youth. Um, so being able to do that kind of got me more interested in now I can share that with the kids. Nice. And and it's the, the passion that was shared that you get to share with them, not yeah. only for what you love, but just for, just for them to know that I do care about you. And although every student won't sh- show that back or share that with you, that it meant something, because that's what students do. <laughs> they, they don't share. I, I assure you, and I promise you, they've noticed. I promise you that much. And that's, that's what I love about this. So huge. I, I also think it's really cool too, Jalen, um, that, you know, we think about the early career experience and, you know, Vito and I both know it's the late nights, it's the constant planning, it's the constant marking. Um, but I, I think you're tapping in on something that really is essential 
when you start out your career that it's it's you know yeah lesson planning you have to yeah instruction all that stuff's so important but the relationship building is like that is the crucial thing because you can yeah. make the best lesson plans in the world you can make the best assessments in the world but and, and I'm just going to use your own words like you know if, if those students don't feel seen those things are essentially worth the paper they're written on because they're not going to connect. So I love this idea of connecting, of building relationships, of having kids feel seen and, and integrating that into part of your first year, your first contract. That's, that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. I think that's a big thing. I like that. I like it. Vito, you know what? I'm getting vibes. You better be, you better be, but Chris actually brought up a point I want to get into next because it's been a while for us because this is your first semester with your own classes on contract. Take us through your first year teaching experience so far. Take us through that. Well, as I'm sure everybody knows and everybody can assume and has been there, it's busy. <laughs> and here, the biggest thing is trying not to get overwhelmed because if you look especially at the beginning of the year, looking at everything you need to do and everything you need to cover. It's so overwhelming, but I really like to plan. So I have like all my spreadsheets going of my long-term plans and my short-term plans. And that's key um, because if I didn't have that and I didn't kind of see where I'm going with everything, I think I'd be really overwhelmed and I wouldn't be above water. So I, I, I mean, you, Jalen, you know me. Like I'm the type of person, you know, plan, 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 plan. Vito has seen my, Vito has seen my long-term plans. It's ridiculous. Um, so I, I think that's amazing advice. Hey, like that's, that's a vibe for me right there. I think the idea of planning is so essential because so often we, we come into a course or something like that and we think, well, can I get a look at the teacher's guide or can, you know, this, that, the other thing, but that isn't the same as like really solid planning. So I really... I really appreciate that. Now, you were kind of, as you were giving your answer there, I was kind of thinking, uh, Jalen, so it is overwhelming sometimes. Like, hey, I get it. I get it. My first year wasn't even in a high school. I was teaching a multi-grade three, four, and five class. Um, so here's here's my kind of follow-up question. What do you do? What do you personally, as a first-year teacher, do to de-stress from the day that is not teaching related like what's your thing that you do to like get your equilibrium back i'll go home i'll either make some food hang out with my puppy and just like kind of try to get away from it usually with how tired you, i am and you know sometimes you just need more sleep um or just going to hang out with friends and do things that i don't feel like i should be marking or grading or planning like that's something that keeps me busy and that i enjoy so you brought up a point. You you go home and you take a nap because it is exhausting. <laughs> Did you ever expect teaching to be this exhausting day in, day out? No. I mean, now compound that we're in a pandemic still, but in general, like, was that like, you're like, holy, wow, this is, this is tiring. No, like I never thought, like I knew it was a lot of work and I expected that. But some days I'm just so happy to sit down, even if it's for 30 seconds. <laughs> or even to get lunch like that is my goal usually is to eat lunch eat your lunch eat your lunch, eat your lunch. Your water 
You're drinking water. Plan your bathroom breaks. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Jalen, all the teachers, uh, all, all the all the all the uh, pre-service teachers are listening to this right now, just being like, "What? Eat your lunch? That's that's a luxury." <laughs> I love it. I love it. But no, seriously, big vibe. Eat your lunch. Yeah. So like being able to take those breaks today, being able to sneak away during lunchtime to make a cup of tea was so exciting. It's like, I have tea. <laughs> this is why many teachers keep kettles in their classroom. <laughs> yeah. Can we just, can we just appreciate the adjective was exciting? <laughs> I love it. I love, no, but Hey, Hey, you're not, you're not wrong, bud. But, and that also just, it also just, goes to show that like you know Jalen is definitely someone who's doing a great job but it shows the amount of work that goes into this job you know a lot of people think you know we show up you know for six hours a day and then enjoy our summers off type thing but I think it's so important to like talk about the reality that like it is a grind but it's also a grind for love like you can see it just in what you're saying like you love it don't you Jalen I love it. And I wouldn't skip my lunch if I did and want the kids to be successful because I could tell them just to go away and I want to eat, but they want help. And that's what I want to do for them is I want them to learn. And just going right back to your philosophy of education right there. My students need to be seen, heard and loved really. One nerve wracking experience, uh, which is a crucial part of growing as an educator is evaluation and observations you know so you're going to be evaluated you're going to be observed how, how did you prepare for this what was going uh, through your mind like the most stressful part of this semester um and i usually would go and just ask other teachers i'm like what was it like for you what were they looking for um and asking my evaluator the, um too and like what do you want to see from me and they gave me this whole list this is what i need to check off by the end of the year. And then also when I'm, they are over my evaluations, like after they come in, finding them and asking for feedback. All feedback is good feedback. I think it takes some people, some teachers, I think it takes them a number of years to realize that like your admin is on your team. They want you to be awesome. And, and Jalen, like I'm thinking back to when I was a first year teacher, um, you know, it never occurred to me to actually say, hey, so when you come in, what are you looking for? Like, you know what I mean? I, I think that's a really, really um, a great, a great mindset to have because it's true, right? They're not there to, like, if they're not, it's not like they're sitting there being like, what are you doing wrong? No, they're saying like, hey, what are these people doing right? And more so than that, how can I help them where they need to have help? So I just, I do think that's a fantastic observation. Yeah, I think that's very key. The people in the school want you to succeed and do very well. And they want you to be the best version of yourself. And the fact you went to seek feedback for you, was, was that enlightening was that something you already knew was it like what were you feeling when you got that feedback afterwards it's just reassuring mostly like okay like most of the time when they give you feedback you know kind of 
you have that gut feeling like, oh, this is probably what it's going to be, or maybe this is what it's about. And even if it's negative feedback and like, oh, maybe you could improve on this or try this, you're making mistakes and trying new things is all about the learning process. You're not learning, you're not growing unless you're making mistakes. And I make that very apparent to my students that I'm not perfect and that I make mistakes and I'm trying, I'm new. Everybody makes mistakes and I want it to be common in the classroom because if we're not trying, if we're not thinking for ourselves, are we really growing? So for me, if I'm getting feedback, I want to be able to grow from it. I dig that. So first year teacher, seeking feedback, being okay with it being negative feedback, knowing that's part of the process. I have a big vibe too, because it is all about the learning process, whether you're a student or whether you're a teacher. Um, I really like that. So here's kind of like my fastball question at you that I've been thinking about since you started talking. You know, we're in, we're in year one, semester one. What has been the thing that has really been the challenge? What's been the challenge of first year teaching from someone who's in it? Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I remember back when, but you know, but what, what's the reality of it? Because I know a lot of people who are doing their B ed listen to this show and I think it's important to realize, like, because what I'm getting from you is, like, yeah, there are challenges, but the challenges are really just opportunities. Yeah. And a lot of it, for me, at least, like, the content I can plan, I can figure out, differentiate. But it's, for me, it's the behavior management. Because I'm a very small person. I know for very fact that I'm not intimidating, that the kids are not going to be scared of me. And that I cannot control the classroom in that way. So taking on the fact that I need those relationships to um, control the classroom, but the kids haven't been in a classroom in two years. They're insane. And trying to find different strategies to keep, for one, to keep them in the classroom and not the hallways and to be able to sit there and maintain their attention span for more than five minutes. And that even their testing um, and being able to take a test and do more than 15 questions at a time. And it's just building that stamina that I've noticed. And that's the challenge right now is like getting them to focus. Yeah. Any, any things that have been working for you? Any things you tried that didn't work for you? Any? Um, <laughs> I like, some... You laugh because you're like, yes, many things have not worked. <laughs> oh yeah. And like the kids know, I'm like, that didn't work. We're not doing that again. But, um, <laughs> and getting them to put their phones away. I'll be honest. They're, intrinsic motivation for them isn't a thing they cannot intrinsically motivate themselves so like extrinsic motivation where i'm like okay if we can sit here during the lesson and i see minimum or maximum three phones that i have to take away we'll get a five minute ten minute phone break for everyone and then or just like make everything a competition because they're very competitive and just play on that that's worked for me because they like that type of stuff. Or I have a candy bucket, like a paint can that's filled with candy and winners for things get candy. I throw candy at them at least once a day, just trying to like brutal be like, no, this is the line. This is what we're doing. They're like, they just get mad and they're like, no, I'm not doing this today. I think that's really interesting too, because I think a lot of teachers get into teaching because in some capacity, whether they liked school or whether they didn't like school, 
in some capacity they experienced success in school. And we often come in, especially early career, and we wonder, why doesn't everyone love my awesome lesson? <laughs> and so I think it's really interesting that right from the start, you're realizing that I'm not just delivering curriculum. As much as I'd like to just deliver curriculum, I'm also managing human beings. I'm also guiding human beings. I'm educating human beings. And human beings, um, you know, they don't come off the lot like at the Ford company, you know? <laughs> Everyone is different. Yeah. Uh, there's so I one. think it's really oh. interesting that that's the direction. And it's it's not it's not the planning. It's not this. Is, it, it, is, it is the behavioral management. Really interesting. And you find success in... Um, rewards and competition and things like that. I really, that's really cool. And, and this is always that first year crux, the classroom management. How, how do you find your niche? Because you identified your challenge. Like, I'm not an intimidating person. I, I don't have that stature that I walk in and people will cower, you know? Yeah. And so you have to find workarounds for that. And that, that, that takes a lot of trial and error. Like, listen, I know. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, I recognize my problem too. I'm not a very good teacher. So I grew a beard. <laughs> yeah. The first day the students walked in, they're like whispering to each other. Is this our teacher? Is she a student or is she a teacher? And at least for the first month, every day I got mistaken as a student and it still happens, but it is what it is. The thing is though, as you establish yourself in a school, you, people get to know like, oh yes, I, I got her. Yes, I got her as a teacher. That's great that you're at least trying things and, and seeing what works. Uh, keep going, keep going. And there's the big vibe right there, right? You're trying, you got to try things. Huge vibe. I, I mean, just honestly, huge vibe. Um, because yeah. if, if, you, if, you, if you go in and it doesn't work and you, you're like, well, looks like this is gonna be a rough year and you stop <laughs> trying things, it, it, it is going to be a rough year, but no, uh, I, I really, I really like that. You, you know, you, you talk, hearing you talk about your students, it's like you're definitely burning your candle so that you can give them the best learning environment and the best situation they can have to learn. So I love that. I love that, Jalen. It is. It is. And, and so while you're young in your career, you've definitely found your place. So can can we talk about how this happened? Like, when did you realize, hey, I'm doing it? Um, it was definitely took a while. It was probably about halfway through the semester before I realized, hey, like I'm on my own. I'm actually doing this by myself and I don't have anyone to like report to every day on how it went. Because when you're in your practicum and you have to debrief every day with your mentor teacher and write your reflections and all of that, not that you still reflect, but you don't have anyone to debrief anymore. And like that is constantly evaluating you every day and on every move you make. So after the first couple of weeks, like it was weird because I didn't have anyone to like debrief with at the end of the day. But it was at that point where I'm like, I don't have to, I can make decisions and not always have to defend every single moment to someone. Although everything I do, I try to have a, a justified reason for, but I don't have to defend it every single time. Yes. And this is, this is really what teaching is just, thousands of decisions all times every day that you just got to make. But I want to actually go back to day one. Let, can we talk about day one in your classroom? How was that? That was weird. Um, 
So I'll be honest, I don't have a classroom this year. I teach off a cart. I'm what you call a mobile teacher. So my classroom to start with, it was a little bit <laughs> weird to step into because it didn't quite feel my space. So the first day I got in there and I was like, okay, like trying to make it feel like I'm in the right space and make it feel like it's mine and that I'm in control. And that was weird and coming in and I'm like, I don't know where to stand. I don't know where to go. I'm waiting for the kids to come in, but the bell hasn't rang. What do I do while I'm a little bit awkward? Do I like just wait for class to start and then introduce myself? What do I say? And just like all the thoughts going through your brain. And like, I don't, and then just like also for me constantly losing things in the process of trying to find a space for everything. I've got it now. I've got it figured. But in the first couple weeks of figuring out being a mobile teacher, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Where do I put things? And I just looked like an organized chaos of a mess, especially on the first day where I was like, oh, I didn't plan enough for the first day because I didn't want to overwhelm them. But I didn't know how long it would take to do things. And it was just a little chaotic to, to sum it up. <laughs> I think I think that really captures the essence. My first day was chaotic. I love it. Yeah, ca uh, chaos or fear usually are two of the emotions on that first day. So I, 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 I really do like that. I didn't know where to stand. I didn't know where to stand. Um, I that takes me back. I remember Jalen, my very first day as a as as a real teacher. I was waiting at the door, welcoming every kid into the classroom, and then they were all in the classroom. And they were like, this is all of us. And I knew it was all of them. But then I realized I was on my own. So I was just like, no, no, I think we're waiting for a couple more. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, um, what do I do? And everybody hasn't really seen each other after COVID for a couple, like for a year, really. And like been in the classroom environment that way. Yeah. And it was just kind of weird. Now I don't care. Like I stand on things sometimes, like I'm short. So sometimes I have to get up on stools to do things and climb on the cupboards, get to the top <laughs> shelf. So now it's fine. But the first day I was like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> I love it. Jalen, I know we're going off script a lot here tonight, um, but I got to ask you, I, I got to ask you and feel free to just say like, no, what was your first win? My first win. Yeah. What was your first win in the classroom mm. or just being a teacher this year? Because I know, like, I, I haven't had a first year and, and Vito hasn't had a first year in a while. And we really want our listeners who are either early career or still in, in their Bachelor of Education programs. We, we were, I think you're a great wealth of knowledge for them. And I'd really love to know what your first win was. For me, the moment where I was like, yes, I'm doing it when I was like, I've got, like, I did something right. It was, for some reason, I, we started with the physics unit in science 10. Maybe not the best choice, but we did it. And I wanted to do labs with them, do hands-on stuff. And I was like, okay, today we're doing a lab. We're going down to the eatery or a cafeteria, and we're all doing it in the eatery. So they're all shooting rubber bands across the eatery, measuring their potential to kinetic energy transformations. But while doing this, I had I managed to have all the admin walk through this lab and go, huh, you're doing a lab in your first like two weeks in the eatery in front of everyone and it's not chaos. All the kids know what they're doing. And then I had another one of the junior high teachers come up to me at the end of the day. He's like, that was awesome. 
And I didn't really think much about it. I'm like, I'm not having them shoot rubber bands in the classroom. So, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was like, good. I'm doing something. I got it. That That is a huge win. That is a huge one. Like just because it. it takes it takes guts really to say, I want to do that lab like right off the bat and just jump into it. That takes guts. That's and awesome. Who doesn't need wins. I love it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like this didn't fail. We didn't hit anyone. We're good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that's anyone. a win right there. That's a second win. No one got hit. <laughs> no one got hurt. First, like that's yeah. a second win. win. All at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. No, that's so yeah. cool. So you you're you're in it. You're 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 finding your place. You're grounding yourself. Where where, where do you want to go from here? I'm happy that I get to teach the same course as next semester because I get to redo it all again and try to do it better. And that's I want to continue improving on what I'm doing because even oh, now after I teach a lesson, yes. whatever I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I could do it this way next time, or I could do it this way. And I just want to keep trying and doing it until they can find a way where it's like, okay, that clicked. Or right now I'm teaching two chem 20s back to back. Sometimes I'll teach the first one. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. And I teach it different in the next class. And that's my favorite thing to do. And I'm like, huh, they got it faster this time. So I'm excited to do it all over again next semester. And then just keep going. Like eventually I would like to maybe get my master's in a couple of years. We'll see. But overall, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I love my kids. I love my job. If it, it doesn't really feel like a job, if it's something I enjoy doing every day. Big there's vibes, there's a big vibes. vibe right there. Right big there. Vibes. If you love it, it ain't a job. And, you're just and the lucky. whole iterative improvement, just getting the same course. And it's, it's that self-reflection you're doing right now, too. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, that didn't work. I know what I can do to improve that. You, you're like, that, that, that's huge. Even if I don't know... I go to other teachers in the school. I'm like, okay, why did this work so badly? Like, this, like, <laughs> what can I, what can I do differently? Why this and, works? Because so that's what I should have been asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do the kids usually not get this? And like going through, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this curriculum objective, do they usually not get it, <laughs> or, is it or is it me? <laughs> is this just a joke? Did they just throw this in? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So, and any any advice for up and coming first years now that you've kind of got your feet in the water and uh, you've given a <laughs> tremendous tremendous advice so far, but for those right now second year education or those who are getting ready pre service teachers I guess or coming into it what 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 do you want to tell them right now? That it's okay to make mistakes. That we all do it. As much as some teachers are like, they were like, ah, I don't make mistakes. Everything's fine. And they push off that persona (laughs) of like, um, everything is fine inside their classroom. We all make mistakes and there's always things we can do better. And that that's a part of learning and that improving and asking for help is okay. Don't reinvent the wheel either. (laughs) Starting from scratch right now, I'm using other people's resources and kind of reinvented them to be my own and how I want to teach it. But the amount of time you're going to spend to start just from scratch and the things you're going to forget, ask for help and be okay with making mistakes. Huge right there. Huge right there. So with, with everything you said, what do you think teachers should be unapologetic about in their practice? I definitely think like if you are feeling like you're doing your best, even if you're making mistakes, if you're putting your best foot forward, 
then you shouldn't apologize. Asking for help's okay. Definitely do it. But if you are doing everything you can do without compromising sleep and your mental health, you shouldn't apologize for that. Because we're all learning, we're all growing, we all do it at our own pace. And like, never apologize for making a mistake, just grow and learn from it. I love it. I love it. Never be afraid. And you know what? When you build that relationship with students and you make those mistakes in the classroom, they'll laugh with you and forget about it just as fast as you will. So oh, I love it. Exactly. And making it common that they want, I forget things This and they help me along. And you know what? If they can catch my mistakes, they're learning something. That means you did a good job teaching them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you right. caught my mistake because I taught you so good in that lesson yesterday. That's how you knew it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Vito. Chris. You know what? Here in northern Alberta where Jalen Hebert is, sun's getting pretty low. You know what time it is. Well, I think we all know what time it gone. is. The horizon's the gone here in Ottawa. Oh, buddy. It is time for the... Oh, I like that. I like that. Season five, Polson Points. We got Jalen Hebert on tonight, listeners. And she's a first-year teacher, first semester teacher, and she is doing absolutely great. And I think we learned quite a bit from her tonight. Polson Point number one of the night, my friends. Make your students feel like they're seen. I uh, I love that, uh, Jalen. I love that comment tonight because I think one of the things that is I, I think it's it's like it's like worse than being in trouble all the time. Maybe and, and maybe people can disagree with me, but I think just like feeling invisible is just the absolute worst. So like, do what you can to make every student feel seen, and that doesn't mean that you have to be you know always. Hey, I'm gonna have a 45 minute conversation with everyone, but like. Make sure you say hi. Make sure you say goodbye. Like, make those relationships. I love it. Pulse and point number two. And, hey, this one goes out to all you early career teachers. But guess what? It goes out to all you late and middle career teachers, too. Planning is essential. It is. No matter what part in your career, you got to plan. If you got an hour and a half class, plan for three hours and you might get through some of it. Like, let's make this happen. Planning is so key. Hey, third pulse and point of the night. And, and, and honestly, Jalen, I love this one. Your admin is there to help. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Your admin is there to help you become the teacher you want to be, the best teacher you can be. You know, like use that resource. They want the best for you. I love that. Hey, Pulse and Point number four of the night tonight, Vito. It takes a while to feel like you're doing it, but you will get there. Now, whether that is early career or whether that's new course or whether that's like you're later in your career, in your mid-career and things are changing, I think it's so important to remember that everything takes a little bit of time, but you do get there if you have the right attitude and you're working towards it. And our fifth and final pulse and point of the night, always strive to improve and remember we're all going to make mistakes along the way. Don't be afraid to ask for help, but wait. There's more. We have a sale going on on Big Vibes tonight. Big, Big vibes. vibes. Big Vibes. Huge Vibes even. Doesn't matter where you are in that career. 
Take time for you. Even if you're like Jalen Hebert and that time is, I made a tea today. Get your win. I love it. Um, hey, big vibe. You know, don't stop trying. I love it. Don't stop trying. You know, it, it's okay. If, if seven lessons don't work out, maybe that eighth is the one that's going to really be the home run. I love it. Don't stop trying. <laughs> Probably... A big vibe that I think a lot of teachers need to hear, and I love that it came from Jalen tonight. Big vibe. Eat your lunch. Eat your lunch. I mean, seriously. You know what, Jalen? I feel personally attacked by that comment. I didn't eat my lunch today. Why? Because over lunch, I updated my mark book. And you know what? I was a bit grumpy in the afternoon. So eat your lunch. It doesn't matter if you're worst teacher in the world, Chris Polson, or best teacher in the world, Vita McKenzie. Eat your lunch. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> <laughs> and my huge vibe of the night, huge vibe. Everyone needs wins. Early career teachers need wins. Middle and late career teachers need wins. Hey, guess what, friends? Your admin team needs wins too. And But the best part is, is you believe in it, you love it. You, you're going to get them because what this vibe is really about is that when you can love what you do, it isn't a job. It's a passion. It's a vocation. And you find your wins there. And friends, you heard it right from the source, Jalen Hebert. Teachers, be unapologetic about putting your best foot forward and not compromising your mental health so that you can grow and learn so that you can become the best teacher you can be, so that you can be the best teacher you can be, because that's the teacher your students need, because each and every one of you listening is the teacher that your students need. Jalen Hebert, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It was an absolute treat to get to know you a little better. Thank you so much for having me tonight. It was an absolute pleasure to hear from you, and really for all the great wonderful things you're doing keep it up we are so excited to see where your career goes from here we we know it's going to be nothing but good things so thank you for being here and thank you for joining us for another episode of the unapologist podcast join us next week when we'll talk with great people learn new ideas and tell the story of teaching as it happens this is Vito and chris signing off Just podcast.